You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to G Talk. Girl Be Heard's podcast, a new platform for girls to express themselves beyond the stage. I'm your host, Zoe Norman Hunt. One, two, three, four. Listen up. Time for girls, all of us, to take the stage. Girl Be Heard. What? Hello, I'm Zoe Norman Hunt. Girl We Heard is partnering with New York City Health and Hospitals on a public health initiative to fight COVID-19 to help New York City reopen safely and get back to school and work. We at Girl We Heard decided to focus on the impact COVID has had on young people here in the city. Here to talk about our Girl We Heard company members, Manasha and Jay. So this is Parched Souls. For the kids in the United States of America, this is a United State of Depression a mental health crisis left untreated, psychological wounds left to deepen. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in teens. One second is the difference between life or death. Each second is an exhale of a soul ready to leave caskets behind. Tick, tick, tick for each second that writes a eulogy of forgotten names. We don't need your pretty lies. We don't need you to tell us to just take another antidepressant. Prozac, Lexapro, Celexa. What's broken is in our minds, and what we also need is therapy, treatment, and time to heal. Our anxiety and depression are real. The proof is in our history. We are the kids who grew up post 9-11 during an era of school shootings and gun violence, who live amidst a climate crisis, and during a pandemic where fabric masks will protect us physically, but not mentally. For months and months, we are forced to work like dogs under the justification that the world doesn't stop for a virus. We are parched souls begging for TLC. So lend an ear to our scars and tell us you hear our cries when we say we are hurting. When we tell you that the number of teens with depression has increased by more than 50% in the last 10 years. When we yell that therapy costs on average $90 per hour and that tonight we might have to choose between dinner and our health. Hey, Manasha. Hey, Jay. How are you guys doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I know that's very difficult considering that this world is seemingly 
you know, a dumpster fire. At least this country seemingly is always a dumpster yeah. fire. So that's not fun. Definitely. <laughs> that's yeah. a nice word to use for it. I like it. Because especially in like these times, everybody is so scared with absolutely everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as COVID. It's just like, it, it, it's so scary to the point where it's depressing. Like everything right. has just gotten depressing at this point. And it's so hard because therapy costs so much and we don't have access to a lot of therapy. I have always mm-hmm. said that I think mental, like mental health care, like people like therapists and stuff like that should definitely be fr- like free for everybody and stuff like that and the state should definitely be able to pay for that but we pay more for police officers that take Mm. down innocent people than we do for people with mental health issues yet we we tell our kids in schools not to commit suicide but then when somebody actually does it then we want to put posters up then we want to acknowledge it Mm. but yet Mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about it when it's not happening and when it's not in our faces and i think Mm. that's the real problem first is talking about it and understanding that it's not, it's not that you're crazy because I get like some par- like some people, when they tell their parents, their parents instantly go, you're crazy. We need to get you to like a psych hospital and stuff like that. It's not that at mm. all. It's, it's, it's you feeling very real emotions that need to be looked at and looked over, but we pay more for police officers that are out there killing innocent people than we do for healthcare. Mm. I think what the problem, like something interesting to note is that we've been in a mental health crisis for like how many years, like so many years, like 10 years at least. Um, And we just started noticing like, uh, like this COVID pandemic, except that we've been having like so many other like different types of like, of like pandemics, like especially related to mental health. But we only want to focus on like the physical like pandemics like COVID. Right. Because people want to focus on what they can see rather than what they can't, because what Mm -hmm. they can't see is what really scares people. What you can't see, what you can't see, what you can't tell from a person really is what scares people. Mm. Absolutely. And there's a part where you talk about being a post 9-11 group of people. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm actually one of the kids who grew up, saw 9-11 happen in front of me. Wow. So Yeah. So, like, I know that there was, uh, sorry, a writer I like who said that actually this country has been in a state of PTSD ever since that happened, and especially children. Because, you know, we just dealt with that and just went, okay, just keep moving forward. Went to school. I think I was out of school for a day and then went right back. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. And you would think that maybe they would let you off and then you would come back and you would have like mental health resources. You would have therapy at school, free therapy. You would have like places to talk about this, but we kind of just kept on moving on. And what actually happened was like a result as a result, we had a lot more stricter like immigration policies, but that's a whole different thing. But it just shows that our country focuses on the wrong thing. Yeah. My mom during 9-11 was sick. Thank god because she worked in the twin towers at the time oh Jesus. Oh my god right and she got sick and went and called out that day and thank the lord because honestly my mom is one of those people who have like really helped me get through this yeah. time a lot my mother is an amazing woman so thank god she wasn't in that building that day and i'm like one of the lucky people who are able to say that because there's other people whose parents were in those buildings and passed away because it just makes me sad for other people 
like the sympathy is just there and it's just like yeah. I feel for you you know mm. yeah there's a lot of like that feeling of loneliness is also like definitely something that they probably feel right now and definitely. I know that Jay yeah. wrote like a piece sort of about that like the loneliness feeling and yes happening during COVID. well the piece that I wrote is called uh creatively free before COVID I was kind of holding myself back creatively but now that I've had the time to actually like sit down and like look at everything and like look at my work and everything I realized that like I never really had so like creative like freedom like I've never given myself the creative freedom Mm. so like now now that's something that I've kind of gained from like being able to sit by myself and work on and work on that stuff and work on my own work. Being by myself and letting myself fall naturally circulate. Being alone scares me. Human interaction is a human necessity. Now is a human detriment. So after all this is over, how do we stay the same? How do we connect fearlessly? It's the understanding that you were never really alone. The human interaction does not need to be felt to be real, although I get it. I am one of those touchy people. I love to hug. I love to give affection. Right now I hide so not to get sick, but I miss it. I miss the hugs from people well acquainted. I've never felt this alone in a house full of people, six of us, and I feel like it's only me and the baby. Loneliness is a feeling we let ourselves fall to. You see, because I'm a dreamer in a world where nobody sleeps. Trying to be a beacon of hope with my own mental trauma is keeping my hope that one day I'll be able to shake your hand. I feel like I'd go crazy without this pen and paper to vent. So let's vent. Be free. Permission has been granted to be creatively free. There is a part where you kind of talk about, uh, you know, like losing touch with people and not being able to hug and, you know, shake hands and whatever. And I think that in a way you kind of touched on this where you, you're saying I use paper to, you know, like connect with people. I use my writing to connect with people. And now I'm writing poems and that's my way of reaching out to people and feeling like myself again. And I love that. Yeah, I think this this was definitely written in a time when I was really feeling lonely. Um, when COVID started, um, I had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was definitely feeling lonely, salty yeah, and lonely. Sorry. <laughs> Girl. No, but for real, I was definitely feeling salty and lonely. And it I just kind it. of... It just it writing this kind of just made me feel a little better, and it just made me feel like let me just bring this out in a different way. Yeah, no, the whole, the, the relationship part has been definitely difficult. I know that. I mean, I've got family members all around the country. Like, there are people who I definitely would have wanted to see. This was going to be twenty twenty is going to be a year of like reconnecting with people, and then mm. you know, and then COVID happened. And I was like, well, I guess not. I guess yeah, I'm not going to go yeah. to California and see family and friends. I guess I'm not going to like go travel the country for a little bit and take some vacation time. I guess I'll just stay here. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same thing. I'm about to start college and going into college during a pandemic has been so weird. Because uh. how am I supposed to make friends? Like I can't go out of my dorm. Like I can't, you know, I have to take classes mostly online. Like when I do work, fr- when I do um, meet friends, I have to wear a mask and like, which is okay, but it's also like, how do I actually connect with people if I have like this like screen 
you know, absolutely. Yeah. Between us. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting because New York city is getting better. I don't know if that situation, if it's going to keep on going like that, but I'm honestly just hoping for us to, you know, stay in person because we are, we're doing a hybrid where it's like in person slash online and you kind of get to choose. (laughs) I was just asking Jay about like going back to school because I've been curious because I know that like a lot of programs, I was really frustrated when all this happened at the beginning. And I know a lot of international students who got kicked out of their dorms and were getting basically sent back home even though like they couldn't go back home. They were like, oh, you have to leave. And it's like, I have nowhere to go. And right. other stuff like that, which was crazy to me. And, like, the fact they wouldn't right. give back, you know, the money for housing and food to me is infuriating mm. because I'm like, they're not being housed or fed by you people. Why give them back that money? That's like, that, that to me just seems entirely unfair. Like these, like, it's not their fault. Like, you, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not my fault that COVID happened. So why am I being kicked out if I'm still taking classes and stuff here? Why am I being kicked out? Why am I being removed from a place that was told was going to be my home while I was here? And now yep. it just, now it just feels like, well, people get people got sick and now you got to go. And it's like, yeah. well, mm-hmm. what, what the heck, man? I just feel it's like no school was ready for this. No one was ready for this, really. In case of pandemic break glass situation, I think for most places. Right. I think that was, that's one thing that like blew my mind was that nobody was ready for something like this. Like as if Mm. nobody had a history class that taught them about the plague, about the black plague. Mm. Like could, like for real, like in my head, I'm thinking this may not ever happen. Oh, no, no, no. Not even just the plague, but like SARS, which literally happened in like the 2000s. Like that's pretty recent. Or Spanish influenza or the flu, you know. Those didn't happen that long ago. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. I got my flu shot and I got and I caught flu type A, which is what the flu shot is meant to not have you catch because it's the worst type of flu and everything like that in early early February. And I'm like, God, I don't want to go anywhere because I feel like if I like just like cough, I'll take down a whole room. Like it was one of those, it was one of those things, but you know, it's just one of it for me, it's like one of those things where like you see all these things that have happened in history where people didn't know what to do, did not have a plan in place to deal with it. Yet you decide that, Oh, we're still not going to make a a plan for if, many people get sick with this with one disease or one virus and we have to shut stuff down i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day press one if you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes press two we heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I'm getting nervous about the whole idea of actually opening up the schools again. That makes me very nervous. That makes me so nervous, actually. My my thing is, like, I don't go to... I don't go to school anymore because like, I'm 20 and I just graduated like a year ago. But my biggest fear is like for my cousins and like my younger family members and everything like that, that they're going back to school and they could be possibly in danger and stuff. And it's like, that's ridiculous. And the worst part about it is that Trump is trying to defund the schools who want to stay closed and do I know. online school. It's ridiculous. It's actually it's freaking holding that. states hostage. It's crazy. And it's like you're putting us all at risk because you're too afraid to admit that you've made a massive mistake. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that, that there are people who are actually believing what he's saying. And like, you don't have to wear a face mask because you're not going to get sick. That's the reason why people are getting sick. Like, no, yeah. no, that's what's keeping no. people safe. My friend yeah. went to Michigan to go say goodbye to her grandfather. He's passing away right now, sadly. Um, and they were driving from New York to Michigan. They drove through Ohio. And she was like, I was suddenly oh, getting wow. ugly looks. From people oh about god. my mask oh my god that's I know. awful no for real though because like my aunt just passed away from covid so oh, I'm, I'm that's sorry. why i'm so sorry right that's why it's so like in like to me it's like such a big deal like it's 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 mm-hmm. it's a piece of fabric and rubber band like i understand that some people feel like claustrophobic underneath it but that's because you had this already initial fear of wearing the mask in the first place if you just didn't yeah. think about wearing the mask you wouldn't have the fear of the fact that you're wearing the mask Right. You know what I think is so dumb is when people wear their mask, but they wear it underneath their nose. So it's like, you're still going to get infected and you're probably going to infect other people because you're still (laughs) breathing through your nose. Like, that's like putting on like one, like a pair of pants and only putting on one leg. (laughs) <laughs> right it, it's just it's one of those things that just makes me so mad and one of my friends is like but that way i can breathe and i'm like that's yeah that's it defeats the purpose the yeah, yeah. right it defeats the purpose of wearing a mask oh my gosh since all of covid has been happening what have you discovered about yourself through this experience that you didn't know before oh this is damn this is a really like self-discovery sort of question um i think that like I learned that I could take on more than I actually thought because I think with like COVID, there's a lot of pressure to like do five things at a time because you have the time. And I hate that because that's like feeding into like this whole like capitalistic system. But I also think that now I know how much I can actually take on and I can do things that I'm passionate about, even if I'm at home and not in like a social environment. I'm just curious, what has everyone been doing to keep themselves occupied have you guys come up with any you know have you tried a different kind of cooking have you picked up any new hobbies oh my god have you Zoe, watched any I've great tv shows or like movies crazy i get that Zoe, i've been baking so much like it's come to a point where like i have to gi- i have to give away most of my stuff because like if i just <laughs> sit there and eat it like i'm gonna you know so like it's i've been baking a lot um and recently i baked a, a lavender cake and it had like a marmalade filling Ooh. it was so good yeah and i baked it for Oof. my friend and like now i've just been like on my roll like i've made some scones like i'm planning on doing um a tiramisu Ooh, a lot of yeah just for fun like i love i realize my love of baking it's awesome that's actually 
that actually sounds really good. The marmalade one. That sounds yeah, I know. It was so good. Tasty. No, I'm a musical theater like person. Like I do musical theater as awesome. like my life and stuff so what i've been doing is like going through all the musicals that i like and going through all of that stuff and just learning the musicals looking through the scripts of the musicals and like seeing the characters and i think that one thing that everybody should be doing like if you're like if you're an actor and stuff like that is going through your favorite shows so you're not bored going through your favorite shows and like looking at all that because and like looking through all that because you never know if you're gonna get like a casting call for that show mm. and like now you know more than other people and stuff but one thing that i have been learning uh i started learning how to like play the guitar and stuff like that so that was oh, great. pretty fun That's so cool i knew how to play the guitar a little bit already but like i'm definitely getting better at it mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things where like i like to write music too uh so yeah it's been fun but uh my fingers are getting calloused and it kind of hurts so i don't know if <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if uh how to fix that so uh i'll be looking that up later tonight what are some words of encouragement and hope you could give to anyone who's listening right now do this one thing that you wanted to always do. Like maybe it was learning how to bake cakes like me, or like maybe you wanted to actually get into art. Maybe you wanted to start a business, do it and do it now because you have, you know, all the time in the world, but also take breaks. And cause that's important as well. And if you feel like you're struggling, if you feel like you're falling, take that break, but also remember that this is a time where you can like t do whatever you're passionate about and do whatever you've always wanted to do. And also self-care. Do the thing we've always wanted to do and take care of yourself. Facts, facts. This has been amazing speaking to both of you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. So thank you, Manasha. Thank you, Jay. To do your part to stop the spread of coronavirus, follow these five steps. One, wash your hands. Two, practice social distancing. Three, wear a face covering. Four, stay home if you're sick. Five, get tested regardless of symptoms. To learn more, go to nyc.gov slash coronavirus. This is a Girl Be Heard production, and thanks for listening. This episode has been produced by Kim Sykes. Our executive producers are Chi Katano and Kim Sykes. I'm your host, Zoe Norman Hunt. And remember, it's not enough to talk. You must be heard. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.